the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. Scaling your Apple search ads campaigns can be challenging if you don't have the right toolkit. Trust me, I felt the pain. From market insights to automation tools, searchads.com provides everything you need in a single intuitive dashboard so you can easily adapt, optimize, and grow your mobile business in the App Store. Learn more by going to searchads.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping grow your app downloads, and more importantly, those revenues. And today, we're going to talk all about the app development pitfalls that you absolutely have to avoid, and also, how do you build the features that your customers actually want? Not that you want, not that you think they want, but they actually want. And joining me is a friend of mine. Got to be on their podcast a couple of months ago. Super excited to have him on. He is Austin Betzer. He is the founder of Strides, a development soft. I'm sorry, a development studio that helps you launch your brilliant ideas in a matter of weeks. Not taking forever, but in a matter of weeks. So help they will help you really scale down all the right features to help you launch properly. Austin, Austin, welcome to the show. Well, what an awesome introduction. Thanks, Steve, for having me on. Um, super excited to be here and really just like answer any questions anybody has. Um, so yeah. Dude, I'm excited to talk to you because I think one of the things that you and I both deal with are we're in, you know, I frankly, they already have an app when they come to me. They have an idea when they come to you. Usually they have an app when they come to me. And one of the things I hear most is, hey, I was using the app and you have this blog post that I'm kind of referring to. How do you build an app for your customers, not just yourself, but you deal with customers that say, I have this app. I was using it the other day. I don't like this particular feature. Let's, re let's redesign this feature to X. Yeah. And so I think like a, a big thing on it, like we talk to a lot of people and typically when they're coming and talking with us, it's just like this idea on a napkin. Um, and traditionally, like what tends to happen is as we start to take this idea and expound upon it, a ton of things uh, eventually get thrown out. There are a lot of different features, a lot of things that we could add to the app to make it super awesome and make people want to use it. Um, and a lot of time what happens as founders is we start to get just an overwhelmingly amount of feedback from people who are using our product. And it's really hard to dial in, you know, which one of those things that was suggested were important and which one of the things that um, weren't important. So basically, yeah, long story short, I, when we were writing that blog post, I was actually working with somebody and we had spent an entire month just rebuilding a, a workflow or a feature. Um, and they literally came back to us like two or three days later after the launch and were like, hey, we uh, want to rebuild this. It's not having mm -hmm. the traction that we want. Um, and this was just based on an opinion, not on any data. The feature hadn't been out long enough to really get accurate feedback. Designers hadn't gone out to get feedback um, and ask users how they felt about the change. Um, and this is all stuff that you can do pre-development too. And so that was what was crazy um, specifically on that blog post. So long story short, make sure that when you're talking and uh, with developers and coordinating your product roadmap, make sure you have all the data, all the plans, all the interviews in place before saying, hey, let's go do this. Yeah, I agree. I want to say hi to Ricardo. We're going to take a look at his app. I picked his app. We actually, Ricardo and I sat down privately together, but I wanted to just get your insights, saved his app for you. So specifically for you, get your insights on the design and stuff. Rohit's here and then... So pray is here as well. Hey, Austin, one of the things I like about the branding on your website is that, hey, you, we help you develop it fast. And, you know, there's a lot of case studies here that I'll share as well. 
that you said, hey, we helped build this better food delivery app in less than nine months. How are you able to build, I mean, food delivery app is really extensive, right? I got to believe it's super code heavy. How do you go about like figuring out what's your process? I guess I should say, what's your process with trying to build apps faster versus taking a long time to build? So I would say like the big reason that we say fast is because um, like what we're doing for you is different than how most founders would go about doing it. So typically when you're hiring a developer, you can do, you know, really one of two things. Um, you can hire a contractor um, or you can hire a couple contractors and they'll work on it when they have time, or you can work with a studio like us. And um, what we're doing is we're putting a small team in place to work specifically on your product. Um, and we're able to move a lot more quickly. So if you look at these large companies um, like Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, DoorDash, their teams, their organization structure is so big to where they're not able to say, hey, go build this and have it cranked out in a month or a couple of weeks. Whereas we are building such a small team and allocating um, so many resources to your specific app, we're just able to pivot and move more quickly because of the, the structure of how we uh, build the teams. Um, and I wanted to also talk about like our process. Also keep in mind here that like we're not building everything uh, all up front. What we're doing is we're starting with the core value that you are bringing and mm -hmm. only building that. And once we're able to solve that problem, then we're going to move on to the next feature and the next feature. And that's typically how we're able to keep costs down. That's how we're able to move more quickly. Um, and that's honestly the better way to develop an app. How do you decide which features to build then? How do you help your that's customers a, do that? That's a really great question. And it's all through data. So um, we have partnerships that we have built through our podcast, ironically. Um, and we're able to, uh, one, either if you have the funds, we're able to work with a company who specifically specializes in customer interviews and getting feedback. Or two, what we do is if you've already got the newsletters, um, or like the emails in place, what we can actually do is have our designers go in and interview, you know, tons and tons of people and build like these surveys for you. So that way you're getting feedback from your customers. Um, and that's how we're going to prioritize your product roadmap. So for example, I want to give you some like action items that you can do. Um, go to type form, uh, really just describe, you know, one of the 10 or build out like 10 questions and explain what those features are and have them rank them from one to 10 send it out to two, 300 people, and you're gonna quickly see which ones are ranking 10 and which ones are ranking one. And that's like mm. a very easy first step onto what features you should build first. Yeah, I like that. I like it's data-driven too. Typeform is awesome. Like I did an interview with Seth Miller who did Rap Chat. I think that was a podcast interview that we just launched, but essentially we talked about product market fit and having this process of asking, how would you feel if you did not have this product? And then, you know, trying to get there to like a 70% type of level, but we break it down in there. But I think Typeform is very underutilized tool, especially for like customer research. A hundred percent. Well, and two, it yeah. also gives you like conversion metrics too. Um, so yeah. it's like, let's say a bunch of people aren't doing it and they're dropping off. Like you can at least go in there and um, like modify like your questions or your phrasing to help like increase the conversion or like the click-through rates. Um, but yeah, love Typeform. Use it for a lot of things. When you said get two to 300 people to fill out the form, where do you get those 200, 200 300 people? If, what if we don't have an audience, we just have an idea. Is there a place that we can go, a platform that we can possibly use to get the customer feedback? So, I mean, it's there, there's a lot of different avenues in which you can um, find your customers. So I, I guess there's really two stages of this. There, there are people who have an idea but don't know necessarily who would use it. Um, and you're, if you're in that boat, do more research before like approaching a developer or approaching a firm. Um, try and find somebody that you can like uh, basically spend a lot of time on really identifying your customer. And that's going to be like your first step into the second thing you can do. And that's actually getting data. And where you can actually look for are... Um, what you, where you can actually find your customers and look for people who would be interested in using your product would be in like Facebook groups or yeah. in LinkedIn groups or even Reddit, like basically any app or platform that has a, st a studio or not a studio, a community of people, um, you can tap into that, um, yeah, like and, that and start to get feedback. So I like that a lot. We did an interview a couple of weeks ago with somebody who built an app using Reddit community, had no app idea. He could, he could build his own app, but he used a Reddit community, really engaged with that community, and then built the app off of that.
Well, right. those are the best. Those are the best ones. Um, yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. All right, Mr. Noob. Hey, Stephen Austin. Really inter interesting topic. How's it going, Mr. Noob? And then Patrick's here. Seeing your brother, Adrian. Interesting topic. Joe, good to see you. Rudy, what's happening? Austin, who does the design? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. So we have some awesome designers. So if you go to strides.dev, go to the team section, um, we've got Brian Clay um, and Michael Frazier and then Alexis Ross. Um, and they are amazing designers. They've been doing it a really long time. Um, and they're just they're just amazing. We, we love working with them. Um, in, in terms of design, I mean, like we just got them through friends of a friend. Um, I've been working with Brian a really long time and through his network, we've been able to bring on more awesome designers. So congratulations, man, on building this team. Kudos to you. You look like such a young dude for building such a big company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just got to do it. Like, I think the biggest thing is the hardest part for people is starting. So, I mean, what I did is I started and learned a ton along the way. So how'd you get started? Uh, honestly, it kind of fell into my lap. So to really just give you like my quick story, um, I was going to school, um, and didn't, or I was going to school for computer science. And, um, as I was sitting in class, I was just like, man, these people just aren't me. Like I wanted to build a product. Um, and I couldn't convince people in my computer clients or computer science class to build a product. Um, and so what I did is I went and left and went to a coding boot camp called Dev Mountain um, <laughs> and uh, learned how to write or build apps. And from there, I went back to school and I was like, sweet, now I have this applied learning or this applied um, like applied uh, skills. Maybe I can go back and convince people because I've done this now. Uh, wasn't true. So ended up moving to Utah and ultimately just started freelancing. Um, and I started seeing a lot of success in my freelancing career. And the reason why is I'm just very transparent. I like to communicate. I believe in over communicating. Um, and eventually our deals got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I couldn't do it all by myself. And so I uh, slowly started to build a team and uh, it turned into what Strides is today. Nice. So. How did you find your initial freelancing clients? Um, honestly, they were all through referrals um, and Upwork and um just posting on linkedin those were, were like the big three so awesome man uh sorry i'm taking notes for our timestamps. <laughs> all right you know ricardo we're gonna go into your app he says i have a mental app most groups facebook reddit don't really want to post your business how'd you bypass that honestly that um, I'll, I'll try and take a stab at this. That's a, that's a super hard thing. Um, I would say the first one would be is to try and find different groups, um, that will allow you to post it. <laughs> Obviously that's easier <laughs> said than done. Um, but I would say like, you've got to start building like your initial community. So you can go in these groups. Um, something you could do would be to go in these groups. I'm guessing they probably have like a, a, a profile that you can click on. You can individually like message people instead of doing just like a big like community post, like, Hey, download my app. But I think the big thing that you can do is start to build like your own community. Um, right. Try not to depend so much on somebody else's community to, to do that. Um, yeah, that, that's probably how I would do it because being in there is like a first good step. Yeah. And I can jump in here too, Ricardo. I think one of the things you can do is not necessarily talk about your app as much, or just be like, Hey guys, I'm working on something. I'm getting, I just want some feedback for it. So rather than like blatantly posting about a particular being like, Hey, check out my app. Just be like, I have an idea where you don't mention anything. And you just say, Hey, I want your feedback. What are you dealing with? Or ask gen generic questions too. And then the other thing, I think the other sly way that we've, because of the podcast, we've seen other people do it is sharing elements of the app as a screenshot. We all love taking screenshots of stuff and sharing on social media. And so if there's an element of the app, Chris said it in his interview about the Reddit stuff, he was like, people were posting, it's a quit smoking weed app. And so people will quote, posting their little trees of the days. If you, the longer you haven't smoked weed, the, the tree grows, they are posting screenshots of that within Reddit. So think of ways that you can share like victories within your particular app on these groups as being like, Hey guys, this is really helping me check out this as a way of like soft selling the app within these groups. Well, and you can, 
Yeah. Well, and then another thing too, is I think Gary V also says it like, says it the best too, right? So like something you can kind of do that's subtle is maybe change like your uh, profile photo and kind of like, I don't know, try to add like a brand image or like in your bio yeah. or when they click on it, you you have like a direct link to the app. But what you can do is now that they can find you, start going in and bringing value. So mm -hmm. people in these posts or in this community are going to be like, dude, I'm running into this problem, this problem, this problem. And if you're going in and say, hey, go try meditating or go try doing this, like they're going to click on your profile. They're going to see a link and start to see like what what you're up to and what you're doing. So also become the authority in these communities and really find a way to bring value and then set your profile up in a way that converts to um, your app. Yeah, I love that. And you're already doing it right here, Ricardo. Look at this. It's all self girl. <laughs> and then Adrian's doing it as well, which is a great transition to his question. Any tips on making app promo videos? Is Camtasia the best for templates? Um, I'll be honest, I haven't made a lot of promo videos, so I'm not necessarily the best person to answer that question, but I would hit up, um, honestly, like Brian has made promo videos. So if you want to reach out on LinkedIn, uh, he can definitely, uh, I don't give you advice on that. So, uh, so we have actually done this, Adrian. I use ScreenFlow here. I'll bring myself back up. I use ScreenFlow for all my video recording stuff. I love it. And we've actually used ScreenFlow to create some interesting ones early in the days for a client where I was like, I've never done it, but I'll try it. And they're like, okay, go for it. And so ScreenFlow is actually pretty decent, but I think I would maybe Canva might have some interesting ones with the template stuff. And the only thing I would say is with app preview videos, sometimes it increases conversion. Sometimes it actually decreases conversion. So just be careful. And then the last thing that I've done, the other thing that we've done is we've actually found, I can't find this guy anymore on Fiverr, but there was a Fiverr gig and he did a phenomenal job in creating an app promo video. So sit, maybe search through Fiverr as well. All right, cool. Austin, you ready for a dad joke? Take a look oh, at their man. app too. <laughs> yeah. You want okay. some time? <laughs> I can give uh, you some time if you want some time. Okay, you go first and then I'll, I'll have, I have one pulled up here. I just well, need to find it. I have a little AB test that I can share with the group. And this is, I think, and I would love your thoughts on this too. So here it is. So which test do you think won, Austin? So this is for a client of ours and they're pretty big in India. And so I thought like, hey, let's try your app icon with an India logo, a flag right here too. And let's AB test this. So this is their normal icon. And I was like, let's AB test just for India, having the Indian flag in the app icon. I thought maybe it'll draw more users. So this was specifically on Google play that we'd ran this AB test on. I thought it would draw more users, especially in India where, where we have a pretty decent market. So for those in the listening and watching, put it in the comments, which one do you think won? What do you think about this test, Austin? Um, I am probably still going to go with a, yeah, let's see what I'll give it a couple of seconds and then see if anybody writes some answers in here. It's a little bit of like a two to three second delay. So I'll give you guys a few seconds while Austin finds his game winning dad jokes as well. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Sweet. So we'll just go with this one because it's oh, hold on, silly. Austin. Hold on, hold okay, on, hold okay. on. All right, let me give let me get that answer. So Joe's put beam. Yeah. So all right, people are coming in. A B. Cool. Thank you guys. So that's what I thought. I thought B would clearly win. Obviously, that's why I wanted to run. It's a trick question. We uh, Google Play said there's not enough data to do this. They gave us some results where it was like, ah, we feel somewhat confident. I still think it's worth testing. And I, I thought this was valuable to share because I think this is, especially if you're doing well in a certain country, it might be worth it to localize for that particular country, whether it's the colors or something else. So maybe the next variant would be like maybe the whole Indian flag with this sort of branding. But I think it's still worth testing. Google said, I almost wanted to apply. If it was my app, I would apply the Indian logo and just see what happens afterwards. But trick question would be, Google said not enough data quite yet. They didn't have a clear winner, although the Indian one, and it was pretty, it was pretty even right now. So anyways, that, that, go ahead. I was just gonna say that makes a, a lot of sense to me. Cause the first thing that I go to is localization and you have complete customization into like, uh, localizing at least on iOS, like yeah. what kind of like content is displayed. So I would be super interested to see the data on this. 
yeah. So it was still pretty even split, which I was like, ah, oh, we tried. All right. So not ever all AV tests will have winners, guys. There should be a C option as we get into it. All right, Austin, let me fix a few things first. And then we can, you want, you want me to start or you want me to, you want to start? Uh, I'll go first so I can get this out of the way and get the, the gig. <laughs> all right, we're out. playing for a beer, okay? That's, that's <laughs> on the line. I don't know what my record is, but it's pretty bad. I probably owe more <laughs> beers than I've won. Oh, that's funny. Sweet. So we'll go this. What did the coal say when it saw the diamond? What did the oh, coal say? Just kidding. Dang it. I totally messed this up. Let me try again. What did the coal say when it saw a diamond? What did the coal say when it saw a diamond? Okay. What did it say? You've been under a lot of pressure lately. I like yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you hear that stinger? I just want to make sure the sound effects are coming through. Yeah, I, I heard it on my end. Okay, good, good, good. You know, the cornier, the better. That the That's what I found. People tend to like. All right. Uh, all right. Austin, why couldn't the bicycle stand on its own? Uh, I don't know. It didn't have... I don't, I don't know. It was too tired. Oh, heck. That makes <laughs> sense. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's take a look at the apps that we've got. We've got Yukarish, I think is the name. All right. Let me pull up his app real quick. I had to change some things around. So I wanted to pick this app because, again, you got so much experience in this. He's in early access mode, so just starting to build the app. He wants feedback on app design and app marketing. You crush. You crush. Sorry. But it's, it's an app that allows you to just sort of share and explore interesting stuff on the Internet. So it seems like interesting but any early thoughts on this like well how would you start promoting this app or thinking about like as you're building this hey here's some core features you know from your development mind what would you start thinking about when a customer comes with you with this type of idea yeah so i guess is the or are you wanting feedback just like on the design or just like overall what i think of the idea overall idea first and then we'll get into the design element okay Okay, cool. Um, and you said this was just a social app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, so I like I think there are a lot of social apps. And so I think when you're like building a social app, um, you gotta really have a niche. Um, like in general. Like if you're just trying to have a social app to be the next Facebook or Instagram, you're gonna really struggle. Um, so instead, for example, if you were building this app as like um, just like a sports social app where just people who um, have just amazing, um, I don't know, just like sports clips or whatever else, like you could turn that in and bring, like that at least gives you a community or demographic of people to target. So in general, when building a social app, like I would first really push you to say, cool, what is a social app for? How can we niche it? And let's actually do some data to see if the people in that niche actually care about what you're building and really start talking to them. Completely agree. Okay. I, nothing to add on that because I completely agree with everything that you just said. It's it you need to be if you're too generic, you're just you're built. If you're the quote is if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're nothing to everyone. Is that <laughs> I didn't butcher that quote? <laughs> but it's something like that. You want to be as niche as possible. All right, let's take a look at the the app itself. We've got the early mode, and we need one more vote to break the tie because Austin and I are completely tied right now. For the joke right now all right austin early results. oh man got rudy s i came in strong three in a row and then you came in strong oh and man three three all right let's go with this one here i don't like the sign up i mean i know it's early access but like talk about what the app is again engage with sci-fi nerds you know like austin said get really really niche with that that'd be more valuable and then i remind me what the app is again because don't expect me to remember that this what that's what this app is all about so you should increase your sign up rate there I just need to learn a new term. Is it called Knox? These little pop-ups, these instructions. What are those things? All? What's the acronym for that? Somebody was telling me this yesterday. 
Honestly, I, I have I have no idea, but that is yeah. That so yeah, we we can talk about that. Just like Go for it. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say it's just like stuff like that, you'll like I feel like it can bring like a little bit of value for people who aren't familiar with it. But like, if you're just jumping into a social app, like for the very first time, you're just going to click around on stuff Yeah. like in general. And so I, I would avoid that and instead work on finding something that is just instantly going to engage them or like bring value. So if you're um, finding out that like, I'm guessing you have control of like the algorithm or, or whatever of like what's being posted. So it's like you can see like specific posts or whatever are, um just like getting people to stay a little bit longer or doing whatever like show that first um just find something to like engage them whether that's creating their first post or whether that's just like a trending topic um yeah. and just let people just explore the app right um, i don't I know what I the difference between like our favorite social media apps with instagram like TikTok. all these have like news related stuff now yeah. where yeah what is the difference for this and i think from an app design perspective it's it's too cluttered. It's hard for me to see where a story ends, who's a user. And then look at this. Like, it looks like this is a brand new story, this LOL one. It's harder for you guys to see, but it's like, there's not enough spacing for me to know that there is, this is LOL is a brand new user. I'm assuming. Yeah. So like you got, it feels too cluttered and too much in my face right now. Yeah. I would pull like the, instagram approach and like add like a see more not show all of it add more yeah. spacing in between everything because i assume that's probably like where the the design's coming from is it, it reminds me of instagram a little bit so yeah just add more spacing and padding in between things and also um, i think you, let me know if i'm putting words in your mouth but this is this goes to the point where you where we first let off with where like I really hate this idea. I really hate this feature of this other app. Let's build a whole feature out of this. And it feels this way to me because it's like, who are you really trying to target? There's all these other communities that are existing, like Reddit, where I tend to get my news, some of my news now, and you know, Instagram, Facebook. What how is this different? And I think it speaks to for me when I look at TikTok, I'm like, oh yeah, it worked. And you think about Snapchat, these social these brand new because they're completely different from what you've mm -hmm. seen on other social media platforms. And they created features that other social media platforms are now adopting. And so this one, it's like you feel too similar and you're just changing one little thing that you didn't like of another app, but mm -hmm. you're not differentiating yourself at all. Well, and then the hard thing too, we're like, where at least if you like niche down or whatever, it's like you're getting like specific sets of content. So like if somebody were to come to me and say, hey, I want to build a social app, I'm not going to build the explore page or the inbox push notifications yeah. um, and or probably really like the profile stuff. Um, I'm just going to have an app that allows you to explore stuff and post stuff. That way you can actually work on increasing the engagement. So like the social algorithm or um, you can actually like, like you're trying to increase the metric and the amount of time that people are like spending in your app mm -hmm. because social is a really hard thing to get right. Uh, like the algorithm, like TikTok is by far the app that has done it the best in terms of like keeping people in their app. Um, and they spent a like years uh, like developing that algorithm um, in general. So I would just really focus on uh, like just finding a niche, getting a ton of their content in, getting them to post and working on just increasing the engagement and the duration that they're spending in the app and then yeah. start to explore the other things because yeah. all of those are big features for Agreed. sure. Joe, any comments from you in the comments? The He's pretty good. He's a designer as well. He's pretty good when he joins us and he provides a good comment. All right, Austin. Shafiq, how's it going? S S five three round one goes to me, brother. Oh my gosh! That <laughs> and then back to the RAB test real quick. Mister Noob said, "You know, I think localization also needs to be there in the screenshots." I agree, Mister Noob, but I think with the Google Play, the screenshots aren't shown until a little bit later. So that's why I wanted to mm. test the app icon first because we're trying to really get more downloads in India. You know, because of the search results too. So I thought, hey, if we had more country, more localization in there, that would be more interesting test. But I think that's a another one in there as well. well. And then and then one last thing on the last ah. app, um, just like the 
the app store preview um oh, yeah. the th those colors yeah, are like i nasty. are like i yeah i can't read those yeah. so um i would i would tighten that up and like there's a couple of things you could should consider is like obviously make the text super big but also keep in mind like accessibility too <laughs> um so it's like it needs to be readable by everyone in general so it should be easy to read one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Austin, was obviously the the title of this was App Development Pitfalls. We kind of alluded to certain things in there, but are there common things that you normally see when a client comes to you and they're like, they have their, whether it's like mis expectations or you're like, hey, let's not, or like trying to build too many features all at once. What are some pitfalls that you routinely see on your end? Yeah, I think, I think some big things um, that like just a lot of people don't understand just like early off is how much work it actually is to build yeah. an app. Like I think a lot of people are like, cool, once I have this app, like I'm going to make millions of dollars and we're all here because we all know that that's not true. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so um, I think the other thing that they forget is like, while like the app is your product, you still have an entire company to build. So yeah, you have a product that's there, but the next thing you need to start be thinking about, which is why you're here is like marketing or um, how can we increase conversion rates? Um, you also have to be thinking about the team. It's like, who can I also bring in that could help uh, this app like grow more? What members could I add to the team? And then you've got to coordinate developers um, too. So it's like, you've got to bring developers in or make sure that you're protected. So if that developer does leave, like you can bring another dev in and they can continue to, um, bring the same amount of velocity as you would have had if that developer wasn't there, um, things like that. And so I think a lot of founders don't consider that, but I think biggest thing in general, like the number one mistake that founders make is starting too big, right? Yeah. Like, like you've got to really dial down and it's hard, right? Because it's like at the end of the day, like the bar for apps is super high and you're going to have to eventually add a lot of features to your app in order to compete with a lot of people. But understand like you're building that your app to solve one specific problem and you need to be testing like that problem with the market and only work on making that problem really good, really usable um, and then expound to other features from there. And so that's what we help founders do. And that could mean just have being in beta for, you know, a couple months with, you know, 5,000 people using it or whatever, and then releasing to the app store, but really just make sure that you're solving one problem really, really well, and then expound onto the other things. And it's okay to make it manual, right? Like there can be, um, I guess I won't really go onto that tangent, but it's okay to have things in place that don't scale, I guess, long story short. So. I love that. I love that. I love that. Mr. Noob says, Austin, what is your tech stack? So that's a really good question. We do everything natively here at Strides Development. So if you're building an iOS app, we will write everything in Swift. If you're building an Android app, we'll do everything in Kotlin. Um, Cross-platform apps are becoming more popular, but we have not made the move to that yet. Um, if you guys want to know why, we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, but then everything that we do on the backend side of things is using JavaScript. So for front-end websites, we use React. For um, the backend stuff, we use Node.js, and it's typically hosted on AWS. So super technical. <laughs> <laughs> I have just enough to be like, wait, I kind of understand. It's like knowing a little bit about Spanish and be like, I, I caught that word, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Right. Adrian summed it up the best. Well said, being an early stage founder is more like being a firefighter, 90% stress, 10% fun. Agreed. All right. So Noob says, what if the client's app idea is not that great? We'll try to tell the client about it or go ahead with the development. It's a great question. And I actually, I get asked this a lot too. I 100% say no. And the reason why is I don't want to spend the next three or six months developing an app uh, that isn't going to go anywhere. So yeah. we're a relatively new company. We've been around for just over a year. We've had a lot of success thus far. And we're looking to build amazing case studies, not work on things that are going to flop. And so we have a really, uh, I want to say like competitive vetting process. So we want to make sure that you know what you're building and know what you're getting into and want to make sure that you have the team in place to take the app where it needs to go. We need to know that you're like super serious. Um, would I probably make a lot more money if I took, I don't know, that $100,000 that people have? Yes. But at the end of the day, like I'm here because like I'm passionate about what I do and I'm here to build like amazing products. So 
typically what we do is instead of just saying no, we'll actually work with you to refine your idea. Um, mm -hmm. And this did happen with one of our clients. We'll help you refine your idea to get it something to a point to where you can actually go out and build it um, and actually monetize it. So that's like our goal. We're never just going to say no, but like we're going to brainstorm with you to come up with ways to make your idea or expand upon your idea um, even just a little bit better. So Austin, I had one client, but the client that I was, I was talking to and I was like, hey, you don't need marketing yet. Don't do anything, right? Here's what happened. They went and head and hired one of our competitors who we were closely working with. And, and then long story short, I was working with this other company, this other marketing firm. And then they were like, Hey, Steve, can you help this client and end up being the same client? And I was like, you, I told you guys not to hire marketing, but you ended up hiring <laughs> marketing somebody else and then ended up working with me anyways. And so I think I'm with Austin this way too, because clients come to us with an app idea that they're so passionate about. You never want to just be like, yo, this is a dumb idea because I always say, look, Will I know if an app idea is great or not? Not really, but I can tell you, I can help you refine this app idea. I can tell you all the tricks to help you validate your idea, get you to product market fit in a more efficient, cost-effective way. And that's what I'm here for. Because if I, if you told me like people would be getting in another person's car and then having them take you around like Uber or Lyft, I'd be like, oh, that's a dumb idea. I would never do that, right? So I'm like, I don't judge your idea, but I'll help you figure out if the idea is good or not the most effective and cost efficient way possible. Because and I think that's probably what they want to hear too. Yeah. And I think that goes into another really big pitfall that founders often have, and that's patience, right? Like you yeah. have to understand that like th this journey that you're on isn't going to be like a three month journey or six month journey. Like you have to understand that most companies that actually make it. So TikTok, like for example, like they were at it for five years before they started seeing the mass adoption um, on their product. So you will see, even if you go listen to our How to Build an App podcast, most founders, when they actually take off and actually start to see the wide adoption in users, is somewhere between the three and five year mark. And so it's okay to take time on build, making something right. It's okay for marketing like to spend you know three months like A-B testing something before really pushing like a big campaign. It's okay for your developers to work on your product for six months, right? Like, you just need to be patient and understand that the process is a long one and everybody, well, hopefully you believe that everybody you're working with is really good at what they do um, and really just like lean into them and do what you're great at. Typically when you're approaching us, you're really good at sales and marketing, um, but you don't have the technical background. So. Right. Like it. Yeah. And I, I like working with people either have a technical background or even a marketing background. Like, Hey, we can feed off each other. You know, like it's complimentary. Okay. Yep. Angelina's here. Hello, Angelina. You're a little late, but good to see you in the comments. Fatty asks, any recommendations for MMP of an early age app in marketing? Um, remind me what MMP is. So it's a mobile measurement partner. And I could, what I would recommend is Apps Flyer just because oh. they have a, a free plan. So I don't know if you want to, if you have a, a yeah, if you have suggestions. No, AppFlyer is great for tracking uh, like everything. And we're actually starting to make a big transition at our company to have that baked into all of the apps that we release from here on out. Um, oh, as cool. an integration with AppFlyers. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a free plan that I didn't know about until somebody I was working with, a client was like, Yeah, there's a free plan. I use AppFlyer. I'm like, What? I thought it was all super expensive. So I would say AppFlyer. Yeah. All right. Cool. Austin, ready for round two? Ready to get your uh, butt kicked? Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, this time. You go first. <laughs> cool. You uh, got it. <laughs> All right. Let me get everything ready. Dude, I almost forgot. Like we're watching. All right. We're watching Bachelor in Paradise last night. And I, I love that show. It's just trash TV. But I was like, shoot, I got to prepare some dad jokes. And so I was looking up some. Okay. Well, I think I like this one the best. Austin, did you hear about the talented art? talented artists who always procrastinated. Did you hear about the talented artist who always procrastinated? His name was Leonardo Deventually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. That, that was funny. Okay. So why did the cow cross the road? No idea. To get to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, put in the comments who you think won. I'm so glad. I'm. You know what? The happiest time was seeing all the votes in the comments. Me never not saying anything. I usually beg for votes, and then when the fact that I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to remind people to vote A or S for Austin or Steve, and I saw them, and I was like, oh my god, you guys just made my day doing that. So thank you guys so much for doing that. But yeah, leave in the comments who you think that won, and then if I won, will Austin will owe me a beer and. If Austin won, we'll do round three, but we'll take a look at Ricardo's app right now. So Ricardo has a mental health app that is a pretty cool app, and he's already got traction for it. So I got to talk to him. And then if you guys, one more thing, if you guys want help with this, just go to appmasters.com slash audit. We've got a list, and I'm always trying to add to that list, but we will take a look at your app for free online and if you want a premium one sit down one-on-one -on -one with me you can do that too or you can just do the free one by appmasters.com slash audit all right mental health for bipolar ricardo wants feedback on user interface so anything that you want to talk about here right off the bat um like app store presence the screenshots wait, will you scroll up again yeah sure um okay so I guess I'm just having like a hard time understanding just like brand right off the bat. So um, if you scroll up, where's the app icon? There you go. Okay, so there's the app icon. Got a couple colors. Then you scroll down. We've got more colors. Then you see the designs and we've got a ton of colors. So mm -hmm. I like just from like a branding standpoint, um, I would try to really make everything more universal and like consistent. But Overall, it does feel, bring off like happy vibes. So I do think that's a win. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that. And I'm glad you have that eye for it because I look at you guys' website. I'm like, love this colors and it's all consistent. And it's a great, it's a great piece of feedback that I didn't really notice in the early days. All right. Let's take a look at Ricardo's app. So create your first account. I think I already have an account, but I forgot my password. But let me try doing this again while um, we do. Go ahead. I was just going to say instantly, like this is oh, yeah, a cool. lot of in information for. Oh, I don't know what that was. but That was cool. It was autofill because I, I already I already talked to Ricardo about this. So that's why. Got it. I was just going like, to say looking. even just a simple sign in with I don't know Gmail or sign in with Facebook, just like something to really just get them in super quickly. Um, yeah. Uh, stress, I guess. I am 41. Man, I'm at an age, bro. Like, <laughs> I just like, well, how old am I again? Oh, no. I don't know what happened there, Ricardo. I was hoping, I was hoping Google would remember. It remembers me on the other one. Here. Oh, cool. Yeah, it probably was because you tried to create an account, um, like created an account with an already existing right. email or something. Um, okay, that. So I would try and blur more of the content in the background to really bring an emphasis on like the buttons that you're trying to bring in. So right now I see a lot of text um, and everything, like, and I'm not necessarily sure what I'm supposed to pay attention to alongside right. all of the colors that I'm seeing. Yeah, agreed. And I think, Ricardo, I don't know if I re I remember talking to you about this, but I think I would just focus in on the features that people you want people to do. So search for users. I don't think a lot of people are going to be searching for users. I could be absolutely wrong. But I think you want people to be able to engage and then create. And so maybe hone in on the features that you actually want them to do that would actually increase engagement within your app rather than trying to show everything at once just be like hey here's what you can do for this let them figure out the search feature themselves but if you want them to start creating the post first and foremost just focus in on that particular feature on this page do you um steve have any data on just like delayed onboarding so like instantly like i so from if we talk about like the flow that we just went through yeah. we went and created an account um we submitted some information like age and like what kind of thing that we're feeling and now we're being jumped into onboarding and i'm instantly thinking like we've got you know anywhere between eight and 15 seconds to instantly bring value right? yeah and so obviously we're going to go and i'm going to see like what more of this app does but 
if you could instantly bring them value and then have these pop up after maybe like three or four or 10 actions to help introduce them to the app, like that's something to consider too. Yeah, I agree In with terms you. Of onboarding expanse. What we have seen with the onboarding, we have a case study that I just published on YouTube about like, it was more of a pricing conversion thing, but he added what he was doing was showing the pricing page or like the sign up page right on first load, kind of like Ricardo did. And then he added a couple of screens that show the benefit of the app first. And then mm -hmm. that like three X his conversions. So I think the same thing for you, Ricardo, if you just show me some of the benefits of the app that, you know, you know, already, cause you got users, people love about the app lead with a couple of different screens. Let me swipe through them and then hit me with the sign up page. I think that would be interesting. I don't think you need this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cause is he going to hit you with a, cause if he hits you with an in-app purchase screen, like, I, or if it's hit, yeah, if an in-app purchase screen comes up, that's, I think that's one thing, but if this is just all to introduce me to the app nine out of 10 times, I'm probably going to hit skip and I'm not going to yeah, retain any of this information. Yeah. And he did say there's an update and then I apologize, Ricardo, if, oh, here, I just downloaded this maybe a couple of days ago. I, you know, if this was bad timing, but, uh, let's see what this update does. And then Joe says there's a lot of information that just on these onboarding screens. I agree. You want users to go in and get started right away. Whether, you know, if you have to think about somebody who wants to look for a mental health app, maybe they want to post, maybe they want to get engaged. So get them to do that one thing that they really want to do right off the bat. All right, let's see. Oh, cool. I like this. I love this avatars. So I can pick a custom avatar with a quote on it. I like it. Cool. All we need is love. Why don't we do that? Yeah. And then here, you know, you could start I feel like no one cares. I think this is engaging. I remember this telling you this, Ricardo, like he's got a lot of action, right? Like it's 24 minutes ago, 26 minutes ago, three hours ago. Mm -hmm. So he's got a lot of user engagement. And so let's yeah. get them quicker into that so they can start going into that, to this feed because the engagement is there. Anything you want to add from a design perspective? Um, No, it's like, it's like hard because I don't want to like, my changes are going to be more of like, let's do some like A-B testing, mm -hmm. uh, like That's just fine. on like the, like on the, on the design. Right. So it's just like, um, so for this community thing, like, it's just like scrolling. It's, can we make this text bigger, more mm -hmm. engaging, easier to read? Granted, I'm not on a phone. I'm looking at it from like I know. a No, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> um, I was thinking like Whisper. You remember Whisper and Secret back in the days? I don't know if you remember those apps. Uh-huh where you could post like anonymous, like, oh, this guy, Austin sucks. You know what I mean? You could, and then they just take it all down. But they were very much like, you think about Instagram quotes, they're like big text, you can engage in one at a time type of text. And so mm -hmm. I thought the same thing actually, Austin, when I was cool. scrolling through this. So it's like, and I would just like A-B test it and look at like retention and like scrolling on it. Mm -hmm. um, you can do, if you use like Firebase, and this is just like a little technical, something you tell your developer, you can actually like feature flag um, different flows. So you can roll, you can roll out like uh, an A-B test, like a segment to like 20 or 30% of uh, users mm. um, and turn uh, features like on and off. Um, so that way you can see how people are liking it and get feedback on them and even reach out to those people. So. The other thing I noticed, it looks like Ricardo said, I'm not the best designer. So he's doing this all on his own. And then Wednesday was the update. I must have downloaded this like Wednesday morning, Ricardo. But I think I don't like this floating plus button. I'm thinking, I'm kind of thinking like Instagram where maybe it's in the tab down here. But I, I don't, I think it interrupts this. Like if I'm right here, right? Like it, or this, it sort of interrupts. If I'm looking mm -hmm. at Lynn's thing, it sort of interrupts and then goes there. I was thinking maybe it lives on its own if I wanted to create my own posts here. And I think yeah, I would that make it definitely... bigger too. Well, yeah, that's like a that's like a core feature. Like if you look at Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, like the post is like big, bright, like yeah. staring you in the face. Um, yeah. I definitely would put that like at, on the tab bar below. Um, and then I also do want to add like your everything that you've done so far is like totally right. Like you don't need to spend like a ton of, ton of money on like designs. It's like, you've got this out there, you know, that people want it. Now we can, you can go in and really start to, um, reskin your app, yeah. uh, for better engagement. So 
And I think this is the one that like Ricardo, you should be super proud of what you built because too many times people spend so much on design development, as you can see, like if the idea and the product is good, like mm -hmm. you can fix the other stuff, the good, yep. the good variables we're looking at a lot of engagement, a lot of people posting, he knows his users. I love this, like interaction, love, I'm sorry, congrats type of thing. So I can do quick interactions that really probably speak to that community. So he really, really knows his community inside and out. And then you have the comments and you can chat with somebody. So he knows his community inside and out. He understands the product and what they're looking for. Yeah, the design needs some work. I'd rather see a product like this. I'd rather work with an app like this that we can mm -hmm. totally improve versus something that's so beautifully designed that has no engagement whatsoever. Yeah. And if you, if you are just tracking like simple events, um, you can see which one of these tabs is pressed the most and yeah. then you can like make it a little harder to get to, or just move like the messaging button up to the top next to the search bar or something, um, and get like the post like dead center. So great work, man. Great work, Ricardo. How oh, this is yeah. looking super good. Yeah, I did message some people back home. <laughs> so we must've talked a month ago. All right, Ricardo. Anything else on here, Austin? Anything else, Ricardo, that you want us to cover too? It's a brand new app. I like the groups in the very top. But I think it's pretty done. Well done. Yeah, yeah I think it, I think you're definitely on the right track. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that you might want to try, Ricardo, I mean, we had these guys on a couple of weeks ago, but they have Storyly, and I'm actually going to do this with one of my apps. But you might want to consider adding stories within your app whether they're highlighting new features to so check them out. Cause I think you might be able to do that. And as I'm looking at your app, cause you have these groups at the very top, I thought it's a good way to start engaging with your users using Storyly. It's just adding stories. So you can add it, you know, those Instagram stories, Austin, to any uh -huh. of your apps. So <laughs> it's cool just platform. like a plug and play thing. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can build, it's pretty easy to use. And I got a product video coming up for them, but like, yeah, it's pretty easy to use too. And I was just thinking like, it might be a good way to, Add new features. Hey, we got groups now. Things like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, love the feedback. I'm adding it next week to test it. Sorry. Oh, awesome. Love it. All right. Let me know how that goes, Ricardo. It's out in LA. All right. Let's tick into Mr. Noob. Is it worth publishing on Amazon App Store? Is the app development any different from Google Play? And do does Strides do development for all app stores? Great question. Um. So I don't know a lot about Amazon's App Store like in general. And so because I don't know a lot about it, I would assume that you're better off um, publishing to both Google, to either Google or um, Apple specifically. Uh, and we do help. <laughs> so now I can't say we help on all ends, but we do build iOS, Android um, and web applications. So we can we can build um, end to end for you typically. So I love the Firebase stuff. Austin, what else are you like? What are some like things, common things that you guys are consistently doing for your clients on Firebase. I love the A-B test features. Are there anything else that we, if I have a technical so, person on like, hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love Firebase because it allows us to do um, a lot of things. So you've got app flyers, which is like really good for tracking like marketing campaigns, um, different things there. Um, but I really like Firebase's just analytics just the event tracking so being able to be to able to know hey how many times did somebody ch click on chat or notifications or um like a post like specifically i think it's really great for that um they are also their yeah their feature flagging so to be able to turn off specific features and turn on specific features is super helpful with a b yeah. testing um and oh, most importantly, they're crash analytics. So you as a founder will, should love this. Basically, it's built-in reporting. So if your app's crashing for whatever reason, it'll actually uh, give you information on why the app tracked and it makes it way easier for your dev developer to go in and actually fix those crashes, or at least the ones that are important. So I love the feature flagging one. We, we had a client that use that and it's like it's easy you can go into firebase if we wanted to run this promotion we could turn it on within firebase and it turns on within mm -hmm. the app or turn it off as a marketer i'm like good i don't have to touch the code sorry yep. Austin, i don't have to talk to you <laughs> i could yep. just do it myself right yep exactly yeah right. i i use a, a lot of firebase's stuff so. okay let's see who won round two all right is it worth it okay you know fadi asked a question for the mmp 
is it worth it after iOS 14? Um, from, I, I mean, Steve, like I'll let you spearhead this. I've got my sure. own opinions from a technical standpoint, um, but oh, go for it. I would love to. Okay. So I do think it's worth it still because some data is better. The, the accuracy of the data may not be fully what you might see in a self-serving at network. And so what we've seen with our clients is about a 30% difference because AppsFlyer is reporting on the app opens. That's all they know. Whereas like Apple search ads, Facebook ads, they'll be reporting on their actual installs. And so AppsFlyer only fires off when it's the first open. But in the end, as long as you know there's just gonna be a discrepancy, I do think it's still worth it because these platforms are not reporting besides Facebook, but not reporting like Apple search ads. That's what I know best. It's not reporting the revenues. So we do need to see like which campaigns are driving the most revenues. And while granted, that's going to be more accurate than what anything else. So I do think it's still worth doing. Yeah, definitely. Like you're, you should always have analytics like of some kind and it's on you as the founder <laughs> you can be mean, Austin. Yeah, well, no. or you can completely disagree with me. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. I also think just from like a technical standpoint, like yeah. you as a dev are also the one saying, hey, do we want to track this or not? So like you, like if you're brand new and like investing like your life savings in this, like mm. until you're big enough to a point where somebody's actually like going to come after you and say something anyways, like I would say from a technical standpoint to not opt the user out of things anyways, because you still technically have that choice um, from the development standpoint. So obviously I'm not a lawyer <laughs> or like whatever else this is not legal advice, but like in general, like if you're investing a ton of time and money into this, like get the data that you need to be able to help make you make informed decisions. Yeah, so. I love it. Best way of saying it. Okay, let's look at round two. Patrick, thank you, Pat. Uh, Ram S. A, so we tie two. Oh no, Austin's pulling ahead. Three, two, three, three, this, four, three. This. I think it's tied. I think it's four, four. So we need one more vote for that. And then Joe says, does look like good activity on the app. So kudos, Subgrow. Cool. All right. Austin, I'm going to, if you guys want to check out his firm, go to strides.dev strides.dev you can see it really great case studies on here i've got to know austin the past couple of months really cool dude really as you guys heard it really wants to make sure you're building the right features not just spending boatloads of money developing the wrong features a feature bloated app they're going to help you build it fast they're going to help you decide which features to build first and got awesome designers that you can see already as well. So it is strides.dev. And I've linked up the podcast episode that I was able to do on their podcast. So go check out their podcast as well. Austin, if the then, audience wants to connect with you anyway, do you want to send them anywhere else besides the website? Uh, definitely hit us up on LinkedIn. We're super active on LinkedIn. Um, if you have questions, if you message me there, I will definitely get back to you. Also, like I will throw this here, Steve, I haven't yeah. told you about this, but if you go to the work with us page and click on iOS, um, uh, or actually I, app accelerator program. Oh yeah. So basically what we're doing is if you guys are just getting started and need to brainstorm and you guys need designs, um, and really just want strategy on how to build a successful app. Um, we are actually offering a $2,000 discount with you guys specifically. So we also gave a talk oh. at Denver startup week. So, um, we're for the next month, basically, if you decide to work with us, we will give you $2,000 off this app accelerator program. And we will walk you from beginning to end from validating your idea to getting a high fidelity prototype to also prepping you to raise money from an angel and VC an angel or even VC people. Um, so basically end to end solution, uh, and also give you, uh, a cost associated with it at the very end on what it would cost to build the entire application. So nice special awesome. just for you guys. So there's only I just, just mentioned Steve or app masters then. Um, yeah, just say, Hey, you know, watch the live that you did with Steve. Um, and we'll know because we have not announced this anywhere else. So oh, only awesome. you guys know well, thanks it. For, thanks for the exclusive. And just mention that, you know, he lost Austin loss on the jokes. So that, that will get you yeah. a, maybe a bigger discount. On that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Remember that I can hook you up. So 
Awesome. Again, it is strides.dev, strides.dev, and check out their LinkedIn as well. Austin, man, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, brother. Yeah, had a lot of fun. Um, super, uh, really had a lot of fun doing this. So yeah, same here. All right, guys. Next week, we're going to be back, obviously, every Friday. So Mike, my friend Mike, he used to work for a really big company in, in Russia. He now runs his own app marketing agency, really focused in on Apple search ads. So while we do Apple search ads, I just wanted to bring somebody on. He's a friend of mine. I don't feel like anybody competes with me in that regard. And so we're going to talk all about Apple search ads and how do you really set up campaigns and then some tips on how do you really drive low cost installs. I've got one of my clients who's running 30 cents cost per installs on Apple search ads. So I really love the platform and there's some tricks that will help you drive those low cost installs as well. So tune in next Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Friday, Austin and say thanks to Austin. Go check him out as well. Austin, thanks again, man. Have a good weekend. Yes, you everybody too. See ya. All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Next. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.